Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Well, we continue to be held hostage by the Madden football game ratings. We've already spoken about the absolute outrage of the ratings given to Fryermuth, Deontay Johnson, and especially T.J. Watt. Watt got a 96. Miles Garrett got a 99. Watt had 23 and a half sacks. Garrett had 16. Watts set the single-season record for sacks. Garrett did not. And now, on top of all that humiliation and suffering, here comes another kick straight to the groin, which I believe is a Dio song. Minka Fitzpatrick is not in the top 10 safeties as rated by the Madden football game. Minka only got an 89. Ten safeties have better ratings. Why, God, why? Why, God, why? Madden football made a mistake, or maybe the Steelers made a mistake giving Minka all that money. Fans and stooges and pretend media are apoplectic, which begs the question. If the Steelers have so many great players... How come they haven't won a playoff game in five years? And as if that wasn't cruel enough. The big Heinz logo was removed from the front of Acroshore Stadium today. First the bottles, and now the big logo. Why, God, why? Why, God, why? Here it comes again. Straight to the groin. This is the Mark Madden Show. Blind acceptance is a sign of stupid fools who stand in line. If you'd like to converse with a super genius and in your real life, you don't get the chance. This would be a real brush with greatness for any of you. Uh, Dial 412-333-WXDX or... You can follow me on Twitter at Mark Madden X. Uh, the Madden football game outrage is such a phenomenon. It doesn't at all matter. It's subjective. It's intangible. It's meaningless. But people are really pissed. Bob Pompiani was bitching about it on Twitter, so you know it's serious. And I got a hunch that in these parts... The people are mostly pissed because maybe the Madden football game is right. Maybe Garrett is better than T.J. Watt. Maybe Minka isn't a top 10 safety. The best revenge is winning games. We got former Penguin Bugsy Malone on at 3.30. Bugsy's in time this Saturday as part of the three ice hockey extravaganza. 
three-on-three hockey, three first-round games, two semifinals, a final, each game composed of two eight-minute periods running time. It's all three-on-three, only two face-offs per game. That's at the beginning of each half. The action never stops, so Bugsy's going to join me to talk about that at 3.30. Then at 5.30, we'll talk Penguins with Brian Metzger of the Penguins radio broadcast team. A phenomenon is occurring in hockey. Johnny Gaudreau, who's an American, he just wasn't going to sign with Calgary. He got more money in Columbus than he would have got in Calgary. Excuse me, less money in Columbus than he would have got in Calgary, although Canadian taxes are pretty onerous. But Gaudreau just told Calgary he wasn't going to sign there long-term no matter what. And now Matthew Kachuk, who's a star player, has told Calgary he's not going to sign long-term there no matter what. You know what it is, don't you? Gaudreau, American. Kachuk, American. You heard what Petrie said on yesterday's show. American players just don't want to play in Canada. Between the taxes and the COVID restrictions and the problems getting in and out of the country for families, like, again, Petrie talked about yesterday, American players with the choice just aren't going to sign to play in Canada. Now, that's not going to create a competitive imbalance because there's so many good Canadian players, but it's certainly screwing Calgary. If you lose Gaudreau to free agency, and now it sounds that they're going to trade Kachuk and no, the Penguins don't have the resources or the cap space to get him, so they'll probably just get J.T. Miller instead. Oh, no, wait, they're not going to get him either. At any rate, Matthew Kachuk has released a list of teams that prefer to go to. I don't know if he released them. We know who they are, though. Vegas? Let's see if Vegas can F up their team anymore. St. Louis, Florida, Nashville, and Dallas. But that's the trend now. American hockey players just don't want to play in Canada given choice. I didn't watch the All-Star game. I didn't know they have National League and American League uniforms now. I saw that somewhere. I liked when the players wore the uniforms from their teams. You had Clemente and his Pirates uni and Willie Mays and his Giants uni, Hank Aaron and his Braves uni. It just looks special, but there I go, sounding very old again. Uh, Badner from the Pirates, their representative, he pitched one inning. No hits, one walk, no runs. That's pretty good, but his team lost anyway. Bedner should be used to that. Actually, not true. Bedner usually don't get in unless the Pirates are going to win to get the save. Uh, the Trib headline said it all. All-Star game showcased what MLB has become, home runs, strikeouts, and offense-killing shifts. No lies told there. Now, like I said, I didn't watch the All-Star game, but uh, I can't believe that in an All-Star game they were doing infield shifts. Baseball hates itself. It is full of self-loathing almost as much as me, and uh, they just never miss a chance to spoil their own party. Uh Here's a live golf note. I love talking about live golf. Henrik Stenson is going to sign with live golf. He's Swedish. He's already been stripped of his Ryder Cup captaincy. It gets more and more petty. I don't know why 
the PGA sees live as such a threat, except for the fact that it really is. And it won't be long before Live Golf owns the Ryder Cup. Before it's being run by Live Golf. Because Live Golf, within a year to 18 months, is going to be the biggest golf tour uh, in the world. I can't believe people can't see that. I can't believe people can't see that a bottomless pit of money always wins. It always wins. There's a report, and I thought this was a joke at first, but there's a report Charles Barkley might leave TNT and inside the NBA to take a job with Live Golf. What it would be, I have no idea. Barkley's like the worst golfer ever, but that's the report. Dan Patrick called Charles Barkley the most influential person in sports media. I think that's a bit of an overstatement. To be honest, I feel like Charles Barkley is past his peak and is often approaching self-parody. Let's go to the Egyptian magician. Egyptian magician, you're on with Double M. Hi, how are you? Um, Listen, if you remember, I, I kept talking about the defense and I couldn't actually come up with the word. I guess the word would be kind of like a leadership. Okay. We have something. We we have that maturity in the backfield now, and I like it. Uh, uh, Maturity's, uh, yeah, that's a good word, Bob. Uh, (laughs) It's old back there, too, but it's old everywhere with the Penguins. Well, I, I think they are betting that they still have one, one, one left. No question. Now. No question that's what they're betting, whether or not they do. We'll see. Let me ask you this, Bob. What would your defense pairs be right now? Well, it's a, it's a tough question. I I really did not want Mark Patterson over there. but uh, the, it, Well, it, he may yet leave, be Bob. My, my pairs right now would be Petrie and Patterson, uh, Latang and Dumoulin, and then uh, Rada, and uh, I suppose POJ. But I don't think they got well, Ty really, Smith from New Jersey to not play him. I like POJ. I really think he need at least we owe him some kind of showing to see. What, I, I, I like him. He's a two-way player. And uh, uh, another thing is, like, it seems like if you look at the last game, the, the one that uh, we got eliminated, it seems like they, they were just so pissed off about the whole thing that they, if you remember, Marino, uh, his pinching, uh, untimely pinching, uh, basically went the other way, two yeah, on but, one. But, Bob, again, again, goal. and we've talked about this, they want their defenseman to pinch all the time. When when you get know, mad because the Penguins defenseman pinch, you can't hate the player. you got to hate the game, yo. Uh, absolutely. Actually, in my opinion, Sullivan needs to adjust his approach a little bit as well because they cost him over and over and over. Those two-on-ones, and, uh, you know, we had many of them. And uh, the first goal, again, and then uh, the fact that uh, uh, Madison, you know, he, he scored on his own goal. It was twice now in, in playoffs. Yeah, but that, I think that's that just bad luck, Bob. That's bad luck. It's not like he's shooting on, twice, on his own net. Twice in playoffs? It's bad luck, Bob. He... Thank you for the call. Got to get to a break. And he's gone anyway. Got a few calls lined up. We'll get to them in a second. Uh, we also are going to talk about this video that's gone kind of viral 
of a grown man elbowing kids out of his way to try to get autographs at the All-Star game. Um, I go to a lot of sporting events. I see that all the time. 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. So, uh, what's happening? He's a little guy. What? I'd love to get the balls to say what you want to say. Very good point. The X at 105.9. It's time for the Bucko Roundup. The Pirates are off today and tomorrow. They host Miami Friday at PNC Park, and that is the Bucko Roundup for today. We should probably get back to Steelers talk with training camp just around the corner. I'm doing my show at Sharky's in Latrobe, the great Steeler training camp hangout on Tuesday the 2nd from 3 to 6 p.m. I heard the B team saying that the offense has to win games. Right, because the defense is the highest paid defense in the league. And the offense is the lowest paid offense. So let's put the burden on the offense, the guys making no money. The defense has to win games, obviously. I can't believe people put the burden on the offense I mean, people are paid to be on the radio and they say that? Yikes. Well, that's what makes me, me, and number one by far. Uh, the defense has to win games. Splash plays and stops. you got to get what you pay for. In a cap league, that should be the motto of every team. you got to get what you pay for. Those are the words to live by. Some people are starting to figure out that maybe the Steelers didn't fix their offensive line, and they didn't. For sure didn't. It's better, but you're still real shaky at the tackles. They think Chooks and Moore are good. Chooks ain't no good. Moore's a fourth-round pick, a second-year guy. Trubisky's going to get blamed when things go bad no matter what because that's all you saps know how to do is blame the quarterback. I love the preseason predictions when, when everybody in the local media – the pretend media, the Stooges, they all make their preseason prediction for the Steelers' record. I do, too. But I, I love hearing the predictions because nobody will predict below nine wins. Nobody will predict a losing season, and most will predict 10 or 11 wins, even though they know the Steelers ain't going to win 10 or 11 games. But everybody will pick 10 or 11 wins by way of stooging, and placating. Anyway, that defense has to overwhelm. Has to absolutely overwhelm. And that's no matter how much it has to be on the field. You're on the field too much? Here's how you solve that. Take the ball away. you got to win some games 16-10. to 10. If you get the most money, you got to do the most. The Steelers' defense doesn't have a choice when it comes to this, there really is no plan B. Let's go to Ken in Beaver County. Ken, you're on with Double M. Hello, Mr. Madden. Always good to talk to you, sir. Great. Uh, I read your uh, column in the Tribune yesterday. I totally agree with you uh, that the Stewart, pardon me, the Penguins got older and perhaps better. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I'm hello. waiting for you to, to, to make a point. Oh, I'm sorry. My point is, I totally agree with your point. The Penguins got older, 
but uh, better, but that closes the window more. I, I well, think they were pretty old to that. begin like, with. The window is closing anyway, and given that it is closing, uh, they made some moves, particularly getting Petrie, that perhaps enables them to maximize the window. Would you say they have one year or two years? I'd ask your opinion on that, sir. I'm not sure they have any years. I mean, uh, and by that, I mean I'm not sure they have a playoff run left in them. I think they will make the playoffs for at least two more years. Yeah, honestly, looking at what had happened the last two years, they could be done in the first round again. I hate saying that because I'm a Penguin fan, but it is what it is. So. They've lost in the first round four years in a row. The team has gotten older and not changed appreciably. Anybody who says they're going to lose in the first round, that's probably what I'm going to say, too, when push comes to shove. Thank you for the call. Up next. We got three ice, the three-on-three hockey league at PPG Paints Arena on Saturday at 3 p.m. Joining me is from Upper St. Clair, the former Penguin. At 42 years old, he's playing at three ice. Always great to talk to Ryan Malone. Bugsy up next on 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. None of what you're saying is reasonable. It's laughable. You're already dumb. Let's see if you can go to dumber. The X at 105.9. We got three ice on Saturday at PPG Paint Serena. Puck drops at 3 p.m. I'm talking three-on-three hockey. NHL legends are coaching. It's the best part of hockey. Joining us now, he's 42 years old but still a kid at heart. From Upper St. Clair and X the Penguins, he is playing in three ice on Saturday. He is Ryan Malone. Uh, Bugsy, what's your take on this league so far? The games never stop moving. It's like a, a nonstop highlight reel. Yeah, it, it, is, it is awesome. I think... Uh... Like you said, uh, growing up there, I mean, hockey's been a part. I fell in love with it as a kid. I'm just a, a big kid now that still loves hockey. So when they asked me to uh, play, I was like, hell yeah. So I think uh, I have no uh, no hesitation um, to put the gear on again and uh, get out there and try to showcase uh, whatever skills I got left and uh, to help promote this, this league that I think is going to be great for the game of hockey. Um, it's great to see all these uh, Pittsburgh ties there. It's honestly come full circle with this. Uh, it's pretty special. Yeah, you, you got a lot of Pittsburgh guys in the league. You got you. You got uh, Joey Mullins' kid Patrick. You got Tyler Murovich, who's ripping it up, used to play for Mount Lebanon. Uh, and the NHL didn't have three-on-three overtime when you played. How long did it take you to adjust to playing three-on-three, and, and what were the particulars? Um, for me, I just kind of uh, think of it was uh, the good old days. I was on the penalty kill, five on three. Um, you're just trying to, you know, on the defensive side, you try to keep them to the outside, and hopefully your goalie makes some big saves. You're going to have some breakdowns and give up some grade A chances, but the goalie's got to be there. And I think offensively, um, you know, you're, you know you're going to get your chances here and there, so you want to make sure you're bare down and uh, put in the back of the net. But I think what is special about the league which I don't really like that much. You can't hit anybody, but it does showcase <laughs> that skill. And you see those guys, uh, you've already seen a few of these goals the guys have you know, made. It's like, holy cow. It, uh, it's pretty special. I think it's great for the game. I know the fans love that overtime format in the NHL, and it's only five minutes. So now you got two periods of eight-minute running times with uh, six-team tournament style. So every 16 minutes, you know, 20 minutes, a new new game starting. So it's back and forth that we go for a few hours there, and I think it's a, a great idea, and I'm just happy uh, I had the, the opportunity to be a part of it. 
Yeah, I think it can get a niche like that, like that NBA three on three league or that basketball tournament with some of the ex collegians. Uh, one thing I'm curious to see, Bugsy, will the NHL adopt anything from three ice? to put in their version of three-on-three three in overtime. There's one thing I can think of, but but you go first. Um, yeah, I, um, I don't know. I know, like, uh, a penalty is right to a penalty shot, you know, so that's an instant game changer. Um, I, I, I love how uh, there's really no face-off. So when the goalie gets the puck, the guys kind of back away a little bit, and the goalie has to play it. So the, Right, and there's a safe the, zone know, there, too. Yeah, so the game can kind of just keep going. You don't have to wait, uh, you know, a few minutes for them to drop the puck again. So they try to keep the pace and everything going. It's all about, you know, the guys trying to score goals. They're, uh, you know, every week they got the goal of the week, an extra cash bonus. Um, it's all about scoring these creative goals and, um, you know, winning at the end of the day. The one thing I think they might adopt, and I'm curious to see if you think this, the one thing I hate about NHL overtime, Bugsy, is, is when they circle all the way back into their own end with the puck to get a change. And you guys can't do that. Once you cross the blue line, you can't bring the puck back behind the red line. You have to basically keep attacking. I think that really keeps it moving. Yeah, I think it's just similar to uh, basketball. Once you get over, I think it's, it's the red line or the like a dotted blue line, I think, at three ice. But once you get over that halfway point, you, you can't come back. So uh, you can't ride the clock or go hide anywhere, you know, they're pushing that pace, want guys to, uh, you know, continue the battle to the final end. And I can tell you what, every weekend so far, in the last five or ten seconds, there is a goal to change the lead or to tie it. Um, and it really comes down to those final seconds, which is uh, is pretty special. And all the players are uh, getting adjusted now, and you're really starting to see it uh, take off, which is awesome to see. We're talking to former Penguin Ryan Malone. He's playing in the three ice hockey uh, spectacular this Saturday, 3 p.m. at PPG Paints Arena. Now, as a former NHL player, and like you said, a kid who fell in love with hockey uh, back when you were growing up in Upper St. Clair and the son of an NHL player, Greg Malone, did you ever get hockey out of your system? Were you playing men's league and pickup before three ice came along? Because I bet you were. Yeah, I, when I was in Minnesota there, too, I played in uh, the U.S. Pond Hockey Championships. They all the the rinks outside. I, I won the Golden Shovel. Uh, the <laughs> one year. Uh, I got to ask, uh, what, what's got the Golden Shovel? Golden Shovel, we have to look it up. U.S. Pond Hockey uh, at its best, the lead of elite. Uh, so that's the uh, championship, uh, the Golden Shovel. The Golden Shovel, you got a big old Golden Shovel. There so, you go. They weren't. Yeah, you weren't uh, allowed to take it with you, but uh, <laughs> what do you know? One of them took it out for at least the night to have a good time with it. So, But it's all about having that fun. And as, a, as you say, as a kid, you, you fell in love with the, uh, the game. And uh, if it's deck hockey, roller hockey, knee hockey, uh, bubble hockey, uh, you know, I, I'm all in. So I, I've not got it out of my system. And, uh, and that kind of segue segue into actually we'll be we'll be starting the Malone Family Foundation, and uh, we're very grateful for oh, what hockey's given to us. We're excited to give back to the community here, and I'll have a few surprises for you pretty soon, Mark. Now, there's a lot of young guys in the league. You're 42. What's that like in the locker room? How do you deal with that? Um, I I, I deal with it pretty good. I was actually. <laughs> Crazy when I when I saw you at Mario's fantasy camp there, I was at before that I was training for a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu tournament down here in Florida. Wow. So I have been staying in shape, getting ready, and then Mario kinda gave me the call and 
Craig and Trotz and uh, Fierzy were all there. They're like, oh, geez, you used to kind of are in shape. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And now they're asking me to kind of, if you know, I'd play in the league, I'm like, sure. If someone drafts me, I'd be happy to play. So that's what kept me in shape. So I don't mind uh, walking around the locker room with my shirt off to intimidate these guys. Well, with all the tattoos, <laughs> they're scared to death, no doubt. Now, Grant Fuhr, uh, the Oilers goalie, the Hall of Famer, he's your coach. But how much does coaching really figure into three-on-three? Three? Is there a strategy, per se? Because like we've agreed on, the play never stops. Yeah, no, I think there is. Um, and uh, we can't reveal all of our secrets. secrets <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's about uh, having that talk, making sure you know what you're doing with it. Not a lot of hope plays. Um, and making sure you're kind of controlling the game by possession, you know, if you can. If not, you want to, like I mentioned before, try to keep those, you know, grade eight chances down and keep those shots to the outside if you can. Now, has anything about the league surprised you? I've watched every week, and the goalies do pretty good for being under siege. When I first heard about this idea, I said to, to EJ Jr., uh, EJ's kid, who's the, the founder and CEO of the league, I said, boy, if you don't have good goalies, this could suck. But the goalies are okay, aren't they? Goalies have been great. Like, I mean, they're, they're grade-A chances, two-on-ones or breakaways uh, every game. I mean, obviously you're trying to limit those on the, you know, defensive side, but it's inevitable with three guys on the ice. When you're rushing one way, you're all going to the net, and if it's the post and goes the other way, I mean, it's inevitable to to, to to stop those chances. So the goalies have been great. Honestly, I, we were all probably thinking there would probably be even more goals, but the goalies have been so good keeping it the scores down, uh, you know, until someone pulls a goalie, which is kind of interesting because even in the second period, if you're down four goals, sometimes you can pull your goalie and you can get right back into it, yep. you know, just that extra skater. Um, so it's pretty cool. And if that team ices it while you pull your goalie, it's a penalty shot. So if they shoot for the empty net miss, then it's a penalty shot for your team coming back. So as you said, there's always little details that obviously EJ has thought of. And um, it, it's been it's been great. I couldn't be happier to be a part of that. It's just great for the game. Now your sons are fourteen and twelve now. It must be great that they get to see you play. I I, I have a feeling that's a relatively big part of this. It, it you're giving me goosebumps. It, it was uh, a great opportunity uh, for my boys um, to come see me play. It's been um, you know obviously a few years since I played last, but now my fourteen year old is older. And got to come uh, even to Hershey there with me and just be in the locker room uh, for like even warming up kind of the whole spiel. So he kind of got behind the scenes there. Um, and even this in Pittsburgh this weekend, uh, I got twin daughters now, uh, almost three. So they're going to be there and they kind of see me on TV now with this. So, yeah, it's definitely a huge part of it. And uh, like I said, I've been just very uh, grateful to be able to do that so they can kind of see what daddy, daddy loves to do. Now, it's going to be great to play in Pittsburgh, right? You're an emotional guy, Bugs. I bet you tear up when you get out there a little bit. I, I have no idea what I'm going to do. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, when you talk about it, I mean, that Penguin sweater, I, I just going to be flashbacks uh, to that first time stepping out of the tunnel. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's, it's emotional. I think just the whole the hockey community um, being very uh, – grateful for the way I was brought up. I, you know, I feel like I literally kind of grew up in the Civic Arena with Craig and EJ and EJ's other brother, Joe Johnson, was on my high school team with Trotz's son, uh, Brian as well. So we're all, you know, playing high school hockey in South Hills there. And we know the Mullins uh, well, all their boys and family. So 
it is this uh, it has this Pittsburgh ties to it. I, I just uh, yeah, it's uh, a lot of love out there. So it'll be uh, it'll be great to be part of. And finally, Bugsy, I've told this story on the air, but I don't think you've ever confirmed it. But when you became a free agent in two thousand eight, you told your agent no flyers, yeah. correct? No effing flyers, not. A <laughs> And I, and the crazy part is, I remember, like when I first went that first year in Tampa, we played in Philly. I was like, "Oh boy, this is the best place to play." You know, I put my money on the board and walk out. It was like crickets, you know, as compared to when you had the black and gold sweater on. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was uh, one of the uh, at the time. I mean, it's given me goosebumps again talking about it. It was uh, so much fun to be a part of um, and growing up there, and then have the opportunity to pull that sweater on obviously meant a lot so um yeah it's uh that was definitely a no-go on the pre-agent list bugsy great stuff hey we'll get together soon to talk about the foundation as well but i'll definitely see you saturday that sounds great mark you take care of yourself bugsy is the best ryan malone go see him saturday 3 p.m three ice three on three hockey the best part of hockey live at ppg ppg paints arena stutter much Four one two three 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 WXDX is the number to call. Uh, I didn't go at my mom's house today. Somebody uh, tweeted said, "Did you find anything new at your mom's house?" So I didn't go today. Tomorrow, going to go for a while tomorrow, and then the big remaining cleanout is scheduled for Saturday. It's supposed to be hot. Yikes! When when I go in the attic, well, I won't be going in the attic, but I'll be reviewing what comes out of the attic. I think it is fair to say that no one has been in that attic for 50 years. Because I haven't lived lived there for a long time. Nobody's lived there for 20 years now. Let's see. 20 years ago, that's, that's 2000. My mom got sick in 2003 and moved in with me. So it's empty since then. I don't remember ever going in that attic, ever, ever. Yeah, so there's either going to be like a gold bars up there or a dead body, I guess. 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. I would want total and absolute autonomy. Hey, Mark, great show. Are you part psychic? Well, I'm actually more neurotic than psychic. The X at 105.9. Uh, the 49ers have given Jimmy Garoppolo and his agent permission to seek another team to play for. That doesn't mean they've released them. They can just find a team that will then engage the Niners in trade talks. I still think the Niners are making a mistake. I don't think you get rid of the quarterback you've won with to go to a second-year guy who barely played last year, and he might be good, but he might not be good right now, and you've got a team that is clearly poised to win. Garoppolo got the Niners to a Super Bowl and to a conference championship game, and the latter was just this past year. So I think that's a mistake. I think it's a mistake to draft the quarterback in the first round when you have a guy that's relatively young that's been doing well and that you can count on. But uh, that's what they're doing. Looks like Trey Lance is going to play, and Jimmy G will seek a trade. No quarter. Brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at CWElectricalServices.com. Perhaps affected by the Madden player ratings and TJ Watt getting a 96 and 
Miles Garrett of Cleveland getting a 99. Miles Garrett is now the favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year in Vegas. He is plus 650. TJ Watt and Aaron Donald are close behind at plus 700. So I don't think any of this is a big deal. Last year, TJ Watt set the sack record. He was NFL Defensive Player of the Year, and he made all pro first team for the third straight year. And why he's ranked behind Miles Garrett in Madden football, I don't know. I don't care. That's subjective. I mean, defense player of the year is subjective, too. I don't trust stuff that somebody votes on ever or that somebody just designates ever. But who cares? You know what T.J. Watt really needs to do? T.J. Watt wants to impress me. He spearheads a defense on a team that wins a playoff game. That's what impressed me. I'm tired of hearing about how Friar Moose should have got a better rating and Deontay should have got a better rating and Watt should have got a better rating. And now Minka, who was ranked 11th among the safeties, he got an 89. Minka should have got a better rating. I'm tired of all that. Win a friggin' playoff game. You ain't won a playoff game in five years. And you rubes out there, you marks, you dunces, you stooges, you fanboys, you just act like this is a good team. It's not a good team. Good teams win playoff games. It's not a good team. And you're worried about the Madden rating when your tackles suck. You've dropped the standard, man. The standard ain't the standard. It's the city of lowered expectations, not the city of champions. And if you hate me for saying that, it's because you know in your black hearts and empty heads that everything I'm saying is 100% true. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. I'm going to have a long monologue about the Madden ratings at the top of the hour. Because there's really nothing to talk about right now. We have beaten hockey to death. you got to give us credit or hate us, whatever you prefer. But we have really covered the Penguins offseason in great detail because there's not a lot else. And then we're going to have a lot of Steelers talk because training camp's coming. I still tell you that the defense has to carry the team. And I hear other radio people saying the offense has to win games, which totally ignores that the defense is the highest paid defense in football and the offense is the lowest paid offense in football. How the frick can you trust the offense to win games? The defense has to go out there and do it. And I'll be honest, that's one reason I don't have a lot of hope for the Steelers this year because the notion that the defense can win games in today's NFL is antiquated and foolish. But that's the corner you've painted yourself into. I'll be at Sharkies on the second, show three till six, and I'll be staying there and eating and drinking late into the night. You know what we should do? I've been kind of saving this up. Oh, this, this news came in a little bit ago. For those who like uh, soccer, the Pittsburgh Riverhounds got Robbie Mertz back. He played uh, for the team a couple seasons ago, but he played this past season and this season up till now in Atlanta. He's the midfielder from Upper St. Clair. Uh, He's a real good player. He's a difference maker. That's a big get for the Riverhounds at this stage in the season. But, hey, let's talk rock and roll. 
because I love rock and roll. Put another dime in the jukebox, baby. Here's some cliched questions. But but you have to actually answer them. Which Van Halen is better, Roth or Sammy? Which Deep Purple is better, Gillen or Coverdale? Which Black Sabbath is better, Ozzy or Dio? You can't say Ian Gillen, Ray Gillen, or Tony the Cat Martin. And maybe this is a better question in that vein. Do you accept bands with generic singers in their legacy years? Like Queen, Journey, Foreigner, and Skinnerd. And they all have fine singers, but they're not the singer. Queen got Adam Lambert, who's brilliant, but Freddie Mercury's passed. Journey has that Ariel Pineda because they can't get along with Steve Perry. Foreigner has Kelly Hansen because Lou Graham can sing occasionally, but his health permits him, uh, excuse me, prohibits him from touring. Skinner has Johnny Van Zant because his brother Ronnie Van Zant died in the plane crash. I guess you can count sticks among that group too because they replaced Dennis DeYoung with Lawrence Gowen. So do you accept bands with generic singers in the band's legacy year? Even the Doors did it. That was the weirdest. Remember when the Doors came back and did that tour with Ian Asbury from The Cult as their singer? And Ian Asbury's great. And he does that have a kind of Morrison vibe about him. And it's also funny that some bands, you just won't accept another singer. Like Motley Crue. Motley Crue is not Motley Crue unless it's those four guys. And they had another drummer for a while. Actually, they went through, what, Randy Castillo and Samantha Maloney were the drummers in Tommy Lee's absence. It's always been Mick and Nicky. And they did the one album with Karabi, the uh, self-titled album, Motley Crue. And it was a great album. It's arguably, I don't want to say their best album, but one of, but it only sold half a million copies. And the tour tanked, and they had to get Vince back. With some bands, you can do it. With some bands, you can't. One of the interesting things about the Pam and Tommy series on Hulu is how oblivious Tommy Lee was to grunge taking down rock, taking over music. And, you know, that's portrayed in the movie. Uh, as I talked about on the DV Morning Show with Randy Bauman, there's a scene where he's in a bar and there's a bunch of hipsters and Slater Kinney's being played, and people love it. He hates it. Nobody recognizes him, but he's still oblivious. And that's because you never really know when you're done. And then you got to hope you become nostalgia, that you were beloved enough during your peak years that at some point those who loved you then want to relive their youth by seeing you again. I probably won't know when I'm done. Maybe I'm done already. The ratings don't indicate that. And I think Slater Kinney's okay. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. This is where I could really do cliched sports talk radio and say, well, Matthew Kachuk wants out of Calgary. What could the Penguins do to get him? Well, the answer is nothing. It's, it's not possible. Same with JT Miller for Vancouver. But there has to be a way to get him. That is what makes my show different. When I spot something can't be done and it's stupid to talk about, we just don't talk about it. One thing I'm going to touch on uh, in a little bit is there's a big 
to do because minor league players say they're not being paid a living wage. They need to be careful what they wish for. They do. I'll talk about that just a little bit on 105.9. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. 